Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and Doug is out again for the last day um, here uh, Friday. He'll be back in the studio uh, Monday. So I am joined with uh, in the studio with Bob Grumman. And uh, Bob, before, uh, you know, two days ago, he was like, hey, I got a great idea for... Uh, <laughs> For the program, let's do Fatherhood Fridays and let's talk about fatherhood. And I was like, "Hey, yeah, that's a pretty good we idea. Can yeah, can we can do that. do that. Yeah, I'm a new, I'm a new dad, and I like to talk about, uh, you know, hear other people talk about fatherhood and stuff. So I was like, "Yeah, that's that's a great idea. So um, that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be talking about fatherhood. Um, but first, Bob, how you been doing today? I'm good, man. Good afternoon, everybody out there listening. I'm uh, I'm doing good. I'm pumped for a little Fatherhood Friday, man. It's uh, it's always a great topic, and to have a new dad with me here doing this, uh, it's going to be exciting. So, yeah. yeah, I've been doing good, man, doing real good. Actually, I've got my my kids with me again down here in Florida. They're up all and up in New York, and yeah. sometimes they need a break from New York. Yeah, so, it's yeah. like, I'm going to go hang out with mom and dad in Florida. So, uh, it's been good in the fatherhood realm. It's good to have my adult children back. Right. And, uh, how long how are they? things turned out. <laughs> Just kidding. On that. How, how long are they going to be down for? Well, we don't know. There, you know, jobs are uh, you know remote mm, yeah. and just way things might be spiking up there. It's like, you know, just play it out. Mm-hmm. And, and it's good to be a parent where even when the adult phase, you know, you mm. can take a little that pressure off, take a little edge off. With yeah, these crazy times. So it feels good to be to be there and support them in that way. So. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. I'm glad, especially with the holidays coming up, that they're going to be around. Yeah, for you sure, know, for sure. Uh, you definitely think about and want to see family a lot that helped too the holidays. yeah well we just go down a little early yeah 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 <laughs> that's awesome so uh w- what made you want to talk about fatherhood well pretty much you man <laughs> uh, i remember when when you had the baby and it was just so exciting and i think i saw you a couple days later yeah swap bible study and i was like man you sent me a couple pictures yeah oh it just brings back those memories and you know, having adult children now, they're in their you know late twenties, early thirties. You start to play it back, like what was I doing yeah. back then? What you know, I didn't know what I was doing, and and you know what worked now. You know, yeah. thirty years later, so I don't know. That's what kind of triggered it, like okay, hanging cool. with you and talking about it. And well, how yeah. about you? Uh, tell me a little bit about your dad and how you came up and what he was like, how impactful he was in your life, and maybe even your grandfather. And uh... yeah, it's. Uh, that's good, man. That's a good good place to begin. I think um, I remember the day or those that week when I had my first first kids back in 1987. <laughs> <laughs> we won't <laughs> wherever Taylor was at that moment. <laughs> Still the gleaming. Anyway, we were. Uh, I just started thinking about things and how my dad fathered me, and then I started thinking about how my grandpa fathered him. And I, I was blessed to be in, in, brought up in a Christian home and. Mm. But my grandpa, they came over from Germany in the early 1800s, and mm. they were, I think they were like German Baptists, and they were like, they were all about it, man. And my grandpa was just pounding the Bible, you know, every night at the dinner table, read the verse, all this stuff. Mm. And and I remember my dad telling me about that, and he didn't want to do it. And I think my dad, kind of generationally, kind of 
became a little more passive. He modeled mm-hmm. it and taught it and all that stuff, but he wasn't as hard as my grandpa was on it. So when I became a dad, I was like, well, maybe dad went a little too far mm-hmm. with the passive part. You know, I would, there were times I said, man, I wish dad stepped up a little bit mm-hmm. more, yeah. maybe kicked me in the butt a little <laughs> harder, you know. But I understood what he was doing. He was trying to find his way. And I said, you know, I got to find my way, too, mm, yeah. as a dad. And so. How old was he? Uh, when, when was your dad? When was he born? Um, my dad was born in 1932. 19, okay. And he yeah. passed away in 09. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah. He, but, you know, he gave me. I still love it. His, his favorite verse was Micah 6, 8. Because my dad's an engineer. I'm an engineer. Yeah. And I, Always analyzing everything. So, what does God want me to do? You know, what's God's part? What's my part? You know, and even as a dad, and and uh, Micah six eight, it's like, what does what does the Lord expect of you? He says, just act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God, and and, and I'll take it from there. Mm. And and so, my dad would was very principle based, mm. uh, and and went that way, and uh, it was good. It was really good. But I had to find, you know, like I want to do a little more than he did, right? Yeah. So your your grandfather he came over in the early 1900s, right? Early eight, well, late 1800s. So 1898, I think uh, they came. How old over. was he when he came over? Yeah, he, I think it was a baby, like one, oh, okay. one or two years old. So yeah. he grew up, you know, World War One, World War Two. Yeah, he was, did. He end up uh, serving at all? He was in World War One. Mm. Got a Purple Heart. He got gassed. Oh, wow. he was a medic. Huh. Well, that was a big thing with his. Oh, when I heard about his, that my great grandpa is they didn't want him fighting against Germany because they came over oh, from yeah, Germany. So they yeah. made a deal that he wouldn't carry a gun. Oh, so okay. that's why he became a medic. Huh. But he, we had letters of, of my grandpa in the foxholes writing back to his sister. Oh, wow. And, yeah, he got mustard gassed. Oh. Got the Purple Heart, man. That wow. Pretty, that was pretty impactful. As, as a young boy, that was pretty yeah. impactful. So he, he was, like, what, like 20 years old then at that point? Yeah, he was, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, and so I would imagine, you know, his, set, yeah. his upbringing, you know, that, that German mm-hmm. stock, and then also being hardened by war, that he would be a little bit more aggressive. It all makes know? sense, doesn't yeah. it? Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, your dad, his generation uh, is kind of seen as like that partner generation, that generation that was in between uh, the hippies and the, uh, the the greatest generation. Well, they started in the Depression, right? So they're yeah. little, mm-hmm. World War II. Then it's like, yeah, so I can see, like, yeah. why he would be a little bit more... Uh, reserved, but mm-hmm. that's interesting. Did they have a good dynamic though? Oh yeah, yeah, they, oh, yeah it was yeah. great. It was hmm. great. Now, what about you, man? Tell me a little bit about your dad and your grandpa, and what do you, you know, now that you're a new dad, man? <laughs> yeah, you know, my dad, uh, he he's been on the the program a few times, yep, and yep. Uh, we have a really good relationship. But he actually had a wound, a father wound. Okay, uh, his dad died when he was young. Um, he was six six years old, and you know. Fortunately for him, he had people come in and father him, like my uh, great uncle Freeman, and then my my grandma got remarried, um, and so in the the man that she remarried was really good about uh, being a dad to him. But he still had kind of some of that to deal with, and he had me at twenty one. You know, okay. he was a young guy, and uh, he didn't quite know how to. You know, he was locked up, you know, emotionally, and uh, I think he would say that. And so um, for me, I learn to read moods real well and see mm-hmm. how he was but he was a great daddy he instilled um you know discipline in and and how to work hard work uh, attention to detail and you know how to how to let's see how, how to love god he he was big in bible verses and stuff like that too and um and as i grew older he was did a great job of 
um, letting off the reins, I guess. Uh, okay. okay. You know, like I know what you mean. When I was young, it was like strict, and uh, as I grew older, he, he taking the autonomy for yourself uh, as you grow and grow, and then by the time I was eighteen, it's like, hey, you're a man now, and then it came became more of a part, like him coming alongside, and if I needed help, like, hey, you know, uh, Dad, how, how do I do this? How do I do that? And it wasn't after I was a man. It wasn't like, oh, you still got to follow my my rules or this or that. It was, hey, this is my advice, and you can take it. You and so he did a real good job of just of uh, modeling how to be a parent, you know, through all stages of a child's life, and then how to let go, and then when uh, your adults how to live uh, together and still, you know, not have resentment grow. Right. So. So he let you put your your fingerprint. I like the, your fingerprint on it. That's kind of what I was going like. I got I got to make this my own. I got to mm. make it my fingerprint of fatherhood. You know. But what I liked about maybe this happened to you. You got those principles when you were young. Mm-hmm. The other great principle, like the non negotiable, was my one of my favorites from Joshua. You know, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, that starts with choose this day. Yeah, who you will serve. And I remember, you know. Getting married, it was one thing, but when you have that first child, it's like, okay, now I have a house, right? And then <laughs> yeah. there was even more jokes about even when you have one kid, you're not a real parent. I go, what do you mean by that? It's like, well, you always know who did it. <laughs> and so, it's yeah. like, you're, you're not a real parent. You got to figure out which one of you, you know, just broke the whatever. But, you know, having those principles, when I got into the heat of the moment of parenting the teenager and making that choice early. Like mm-hmm. where you are, there's a couple non-negotiables, man. As for me and my house, we're gonna. If it yeah. violates that, we're done, you know. And and then the other one in Psalm one twenty seven is a good one. Unless the Lord builds a house, the laborers build in vain. That mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about that one later. About that, you know, yeah. the, about the children. But it starts with how we build our house. Yeah. And what's our vision or, or vernacular or metaphor of the house? You know. Yeah. And uh, and you build and upon that it doesn't have to be the building. Mm. It's like, you're in my circle, man. Yeah. This is my house. I'm mm-hmm. messing my house, right? Mm-hmm. And so those things, I think both of us w- were blessed. You're being blessed right now to be going into that fatherhood yeah. phase mm-hmm. with that foundation. And, you know, for people out there listening, you know, there's no better time. There's always now. You know, God is the God of now, you know. And if now is the time to, like, set some stakes in the ground and, mm. and that kind of thing. Uh, those are some great foundations to uh, build upon. So uh, get yeah. ready for a break. Eh? <laughs> yeah, we're about to come up onto a break. So uh, stick with us. We'll be back with more after that break. But we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That is Doug at SWATradio.com. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. 
We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. That was Brother by Need to Breathe. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, I am Taylor Johnson. Doug McCary is not in today. He will be back on Monday. He's been out for a week. So if you uh, liked having me on, I'm still going to be on Monday through Wednesday. But if you didn't like having me on, don't worry. <laughs> Doug is going to be back. I am joined in the studio today with uh, by Bob Grumman and he had the great idea to talk about fatherhood today, so we're going to have a little Fatherhood Friday, and uh, we talked a little bit at the beginning, the first segment, kind of about our our own upbringings and uh, kind of the upbringings of our fathers even. Um, so we're going to continue talking a little bit about that and then um, just see where the, see where the see wind where takes goes, us. Yeah, see yeah, where yeah. it goes. So, um, but anyway, yeah, you know, I was thinking a, a good thing that my dad uh, – that imparted to me, I guess, by example, was a, a dispassionate uh, form of our understanding of justice and discipline. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, you know, he, he, I would know when he was angry, <laughs> but it was mostly from a look, you know, but he did a good job of when it was time to get discipline, time to be spanked, that he, I would get sent to my room and if he was upset, he'd cool down. And when he would come in, it would be a real rational, like, hey, this is what's going on. This is why. This is happening, and, and it wasn't an emotional outpouring, which I think is good for, for children. Um, so I'm, I'm really appreciative of him for that. And so it gave me an understanding of, you know, this is right and this is wrong. And it, it wasn't uh, tied to an emotional feeling, you know, so it was pretty cool. Now, now, just, being just is so critical as a parent and, and balancing that emotion, you know, mm-hmm. with, we don't want to be under emotional. A lot of guys you really bottle it up, yeah. and, and that's worse on everybody around you. Like mm-hmm. everybody's walking around in eggshells and all that stuff. But at the other extreme, we don't want you know violence. We don't want that kind of stuff. But yeah, I'll tell you, it's it's good to know when daddy ain't happy. It's good to know, but when dad's doing it in a you know from that Micah six eight to to act justly but love mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, when that channels our behaviors. Uh, 
It really helps parenting. It really, really does. Yeah. And some of us guys, we got to learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we need other guys in our lives. Like, okay, bro, <laughs> you went off on that one. Yeah. Uh, but um, well, what about for you then? Uh, you know, kind of finding your your wings, I guess, as a father. What were some of the things that you learned, and uh, kind of some of those instances where you're like, oh, I messed up oh, right there. Yeah, it's uh, well, I'm thinking about where did I. You know, mess up and so forth. I, I definitely, um, as things as the kids got older, I noticed uh, a lot of stress on mm. their mom. And if I was traveling or away and stuff like that, um, I noticed that discipline and the the kind of the management of the home would be very challenging when I came back from a long day of work or a business trip or whatever. And so I started thinking about ways I could be at home even when I'm not at home. That was a pivotal thing too. And, um, and also ways to, you know, love the child, um, but not the behavior. Mm. So uh, we also looked at ways we could make discipline stand alone. We actually had to, when the kids got old enough, we had like a family meeting and we said, all right, when you lie to mama, what's going to be the punishment? We included them in there. Mm. <laughs> like no TV for a year. Okay, uh, we'll we'll take that one. Yeah, it was so funny when they were like six, seven, or eight. You know, they would over punish themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, my wife and I looked at it. We'll, we'll we'll take that under advisement, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll come back with what the real. And it was so funny how kids would actually overdo it. But through that, Taylor, through that, Taylor, I, I learned something else. The best thing I could do for my kids. What was the best thing as a dad? And that was love their mom, mm-hmm. honor their mom, praise their mom. The best thing I can do for my children is to love their mom. And and that was one of the ways through was through discipline was like I could find ways to have a family. You know, these are the consequences for these behaviors. And so when I'm not home or when I have to deal with it, I could love the child. But, hey, man, this is what we all agreed to was the discipline. This is the consequence. Mm-hmm. And it made it so much more productive like and rational like you're talking about your dad you know i could have that rational discussion like i had i had to be just i had to enforce mm-hmm. it and um and then i found my favorite can i do it the proverbs 10 one yeah, can yeah, i do yeah. it okay. you okay with that <laughs> so everybody I, I i was looking for where's that the no loophole version i found it's proverbs 10 one guys get ready for this one right that a wise son brings joy to his father. You think when your son, your daughter brings joy to you, you're untouchable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what they, you know, mom's like, well, they did this. I don't care. I'm so happy about my, but then a foolish son brings grief to his mother. Mm-hmm. I started processing that. It's like, okay, I hate it when my wife is not happy. I hate that. I, I hate it when she goes to bed pissed off at the kid, whatever. So then I started, wait a minute. If mom ain't happy, I ain't happy yeah. because I don't have no joy with my children. Right? I don't have the joy. So then I said, wait a minute. I can flip this into praising and honoring my wife in front of my kids. Do not mess with your mom. Mm-hmm. Do not mess. And I'll tell you why. Because you mess with your mom, you got to mess with me. And when you mess with me, I'm not going to be happy because yeah. I'm not going to have no joy. <laughs> I'm not going to be. And then nobody's going to be happy. Yeah, And it was really powerful where I made it fun, but it was real. Mm. And they knew, and I, I think one of my favorite, 
favorite times with the kids were having we're in uh, we're up north where we had basements all right so kids are having a sleepover i'm from indiana yeah, i know, you see, yeah, you know. Yeah. uh we're up north got basement kids are having a sleepover and i think they might even have been in high school by now uh-huh. and i just know they're gonna be loud and i was like my wife's gone to bed and i just walked down there and they had some video i'm like boys i'm gonna give you i'm giving this call once mrs mrs g she's in bed if you wake her up she ain't gonna be happy and then all of a sudden the room is good. And if she wakes up and she ain't happy, I'm not going to be happy. And I'm going to come down in this basement and none of you are going to be happy. And they, they were great. They, yeah. they, and they remember that. They talked to me. Mr. G, remember that night you came down? But I used it. I used it in a real way. And look what it did. Look what it did. It honored her. She knew I was out there fighting for her, mm-hmm. putting her up on that pedestal. And I use that in any application and and it modeled too for your sons, like, hey, this is how this is how men, yeah, and this is how they take care of their woman, and yeah, that's pretty cool. I even brought up, you know, the the Ten Commandments: honor your father and mother. I mean, where do they learn that? They have the Ten Commandments, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is how we live it mm. in today's world. That even then, you know, even those commandments back then, and you know, those were, I learned this recently. I never put it this way, but those were about injustice. Mm. That the Ten Commandments were um, against the injustice. These are the things to do to be just. Mm. You know, honoring God. Honor, all the, mm-hmm. Go right down the list about all those things that don't do that was against injustice. Mm-hmm. And so you put that in the realm, back to your point about justice. Honoring mom, loving mom, is the just and righteous thing to do. And God will honor that. He yeah. will honor that in your family. And, you know, we had to... We know there may be different relationships with moms. You know, they may be out of the out of their lives. They may mm-hmm. have passed away. There may be there may be very contentious situations. I've got personal things. Probably can't go into it right now. But honoring mom, regardless regardless of those circumstances, we got to fight through that because that builds into other relationships later in their in their children's lives. Mm-hmm. And so, even though it might be hard, and it might be. You know, you've got some family stuff going on. It's still important. Mm-hmm. It's still valuable to find a way to honor mom, regardless. Yeah, and uh, believe me, it can have <laughs> some. It can have some very positive. It can have some very negative effects when we don't do that. Yeah. So, um, you got any cool stories about, you know, things that you did as a dad, or that you know your dad did? Like, I have one. My dad. I think I've shared it before. I got in trouble for something. I was like five, five years old. And so I'm like, oh, man, I'm sitting up in my room just waiting. I know I'm going to get spanked. He comes up and he, you know, basically shares the gospel with me and, you know, talks about how Jesus took the punishment for our sins. And so he's like, I'm going to take the punishment for for what you did. And he, he spanked himself without coat no hanger. Way, really? yeah, and he kind of like, I could see on his face, he like, he hit himself pretty hard. <laughs> he's like, it kind of hurt him. And that always has stuck with me. And, me and my sister both got in trouble that day, and we both come out of our room. We look at each other like, oh, did that did happen? Yeah, did that happen for you? Too? Yeah, so <laughs> it's just funny, and you know, that's always stuck with me, and that's been actually really impactful about, hey, this is, you know, what the that's an example of what the love of God looks like, you know. But so that's I didn't know great. if you, you had. You made me think. I, I did that, too. Yeah. I don't think I, I, <laughs> I, don't think I, I uh, spanked myself, but I do remember – in my, my my two sons are just a year apart, and so there was a lot. They were always going at something, 
And I do, I did use that example several times when one of them got in trouble, trying to model what Christ did for us. Like, okay, are you, would you be willing to take, you know, your brother's punishment? Mm. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and worked it into uh, a, a Bible discussion. That's what Christ did for us. He took it for us, you know, and that was, that was pretty good. I, I got to go back. I got to see if they remember that, but I remember doing it. Yeah. And, and that's another, you brought that good one up because there's a great opportunity, isn't there? Yeah. Um, sometimes we don't have to owe it. We have the, the parental privilege. Okay. I'm not going to mm. go through with it on this time, but I'm going to use it as an object lesson <laughs> this yeah. time, you know, but yeah. and um, he, he did some more things when I grew up, um, a little bit older and spankings didn't really work as much. I did something at school and he made me, uh, write a, a Bible verse with folly is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it far from him. I had to write that like 500 times. And I got, you know, I didn't have a scribe's callus at that point, And I finally got one from oh, that wow. and still have it to this day. But, you know, I remember that verse because of that. And that, that was a, a good example of as I was growing up and mm-hmm. uh, to, to have a punishment that it, it, it was not fun. I did not like doing that. And it stuck with me, but I also learned something from it uh, a little bit more than just, Hey, don't do that again. You know what right, I mean? Right. So, but well, the important thing I think about this segment because we're going to get into a little bit more about sons and daughters the second half. But you know what we talked about in the first segment about our grandpa and our our dad, and now you're a new dad. You know, and I'm remembering those days about what kind of dad am I going to be, and using these stories, even taking the time to reflect on how we're going to raise our children, how we're going to honor their mom, how we're going to build this up. And um, these are conscious choices. We have to choose this day, you know, Mm -hmm. how we're going to run our house. And it's more than just we're going to serve the Lord. It's how am I going to really do it in real time, you know. And uh, someone mentioned to me, you know, as a dad, we're our son's first hero and our daughter's first love. Hmm. So uh, we'll break with that one. Yeah, we'll be back with more after the news, so stick with us. You can follow us on Facebook or Twitter, at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. It's easy 
Mercy Me with Even If. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, I am joined in the studio today uh, by with Bob Grumman. I keep saying bye. With Bob Grumman. <laughs> He's in the studio with me today. I don't know. It's joined by. I was right. Okay. Um, Doug McCary is out, and so he will be back on Monday, and you won't have to deal with my gaffes. Uh, <laughs> but we are talking about fatherhood today. Uh, uh, Bob hit me up before... Uh, when he knew he was coming on, he was like, I really think we should talk about fatherhood. And it's Friday. It'll be Friday. So fatherhood, fatherhood Friday. Friday. Yeah, Come on, so, let's do it. Yeah, it, it, I thought it was a great idea. So that's what we've been talking about. If you missed any of that, because this is the second, we're going into the second half of the program, uh, you can visit our website, www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Uh, or you can listen to our podcast by searching Watch SWAT Radio, and you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. So if you missed any of what we've been talking about so far and would like to go back and uh, listen to that, you can do so at those three uh, places. And I give it about an hour or two, and it will be up. We got a guy. He's great, and he gets them up pretty quick. So uh, anyway, back to fatherhood. Back to fatherhood, man. Fatherhood Friday. Yeah. So, yeah, we closed out the last segment, maybe transitioning a little bit. More specifics about sons and daughters. I have two sons and a daughter. They're 31 and 32, and my daughter's 26. Mm -hmm. You just got a brand-new daughter. Come on. Did you have any – you didn't have any sisters or anything, did you? Oh, yeah, I got two sisters. So you – see, one thing's helpful is to go into it. Like, I had two brothers, so I'm like – When I I had a daughter, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do with this? (laughs) I got two sisters. Uh, I'm the oldest of five okay, uh, okay. And, and two brothers. And my younger sister, who's right behind me, she's 17 months younger than me. She has five girls. Whoa. So uh, ra- you- ranging from like uh, eight to uh, three. You know what I mean? So, so you're, you're yeah. good, man. Yeah. You got a lot to go off yeah, of. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, I, I think one of early in the age was, you know, it's one thing to see everybody else in their families and everything. Then you, it's hitting you, right? Mm-hmm. And what I close it off you know, as a dad, we're you know we're our son's first hero, our daughter's first love. But that translates into something very significant. That um, you know, for a dad we're, with a daughter, we're that first male relationship, mm-hmm. and how that goes, and can be very instrumental in how she is yep. selecting a man, having a relationship with men, and so forth. And the flip side. When we're talking about honoring their mom and praising their mom for sons, mm-hmm. um, that relationship with their mom and what we do with that, we are building and fostering that first female relationship for our sons. Mm-hmm. And so being very intentional with that right from the beginning. Now, there's a delicate balance, obviously, with your parent mm-hmm. uh, and and your um, disciplining all that stuff. But when you find that balance of of how men and women interact and respect and love each other and uh, is, is pretty amazing. And I know I became early in my dad years, you know, learning this stuff from James Dobson and all these guys. I thank, praise God for them, man, because I wouldn't have thought of that on my own. No, let's be honest. I did not think of this on my own, (laughs) but it, it so helped me when I'm in the heat of the moment and I'm thinking about these principles, it really helped me in the moment. And, uh, and so, you know, another great lesson I came by, I think it was in James, about 
the lessons of life. You know, what are we doing with our kids? You know, we're preparing them for to be out viable contributors to society. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're obviously with the discipling, but there's more than that. They got a little life and social skills and how to hold a job, how to, you know, you don't throw things in a, in a business meeting. Okay. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. And, um, we're, we're just talking about in school, like all through school, all through whatever, what do they do? They get a lesson, a lesson, a lesson, a lesson, and then they get the test. Mm-hmm. Less and less study, 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 test. But that's not the way life is at all. That is not life. Life, you get the the test, and then you get the lesson. Mm. You you mess up, and then dad's gone. <laughs> so when we go into parenting, realizing that the tests of life are just common, common, common. I mean, I didn't. I lost my first job after long after school, right? Like. Mm. I never lost a job. What do I do? You know, yeah. Now I had to learn from it, right? Yeah. So as a parent, what we're doing is we're bringing value to life's tests, mm. getting cut from a team, not making that, you know, failing at things. The failure comes. We don't know. Go, 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 go. Do this, do this. Oh, I failed. Oh, now I got to teach you something. Yeah. That's the reverse part of what's – but when you get that, you're actually looking for it. Yeah, what I, can I teach my kid from this, right? I, I know for me, uh, I think back to my dad. I, I you know, I wanted to play football uh, ever since I was a kid. You know, my dad played in the NFL, so I was like, oh man, I want to be like dad. You know, and uh, the first year I was able to play, I went out there, played, and it, it was not fun. I'm like, you know, it's hard work. You know, it's a lot of running. I was like, ah, oh, dad, you know, I, I don't want to play. And I don't want. I don't want to do this anymore. And he was like, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna let you quit. You know, if you quit. You're gonna you're gonna be a quitter for the rest of your life, and that's stuck with me now. And you know, it ended up being great because I loved I you know, ended up loving football. It was just that hard work that I had to get accust- accustomed to. In that season, I ended up uh, making the all star team. Like they, you, have, wow. they have a little all star team or whatever. So you know, it ended up being a good year. But that initial um, feelings of discomfort, you know, he that was a, a lesson that, you know that's stuck with me. Like yeah, and don't quit if you start something, you finish it. And so. If you don't, if you're not sure about it, don't start it because once you start it, you got to finish it. So, you're right. Yeah. And, and I got a couple of stories about you know, when when is when is it time to push and when is it time to let the kid quit? Mm. Um, and I like I I my kids. I was athletic. My kids are athletic, and sports became to me. We we all talk about it. it's a, it's like a microcosm of life and stuff like that. And I started looking at sports like. And our personality and so forth, like a team sport versus, you know, tennis or golf, individual mm-hmm. sports. Um, maybe they don't like sports, but they have something to them is competition. Mm-hmm. And it may be music. It may be the arts or something. But to them, it's it's competition. It's what they're doing. So I opened, I like, I was open that kind of thing up. And uh, a pro, another proverb really helped me with that lesson and all that stuff And, mm-hmm. and was um, Proverbs 22.6. We all quoted all this, you know. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be a theologian here. Whether the actual interpretation is in the way he should go, whether it's you know to become a believer and a follower of God, or whatever. But there was a version when I learned it mm-hmm. when I was a dad that the, the the translation was train up a child according to his bent, mm-hmm. according to the way he was built. Mm-hmm. Is he emotional? Is he introvert? Extrovert? All that stuff. And I said, you know, I can bring those two together because as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. So I already got that part. I'm going to train him up in that way he should go. But what about real life and the way he was built? 
Yeah. And so when the boys are close together, they're doing the same sports. It was uh, soccer, hockey, and baseball. Boom, 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 boom. Well, as I got older, I got one that was really into the, you know, he wasn't that good at soccer, but he was into hockey and baseball more and more. And he had those skill sets. Well, the other one just wanted to run around. He's like, well, I kind of basketball. So about, the next thing you know, he's playing soccer and basketball, and he's just excelling, right? And then he's stuck in baseball. And I'm like, something's something not right here. One is a big ball running around chasing it. The other mm-hmm. one's this little ball waiting for me to come to me. Like, this is not me. Yeah. And I knew it as a dad. And I started praying about there's something not right. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a his thing and I, I started thinking about lacrosse I'm like he might be a, a stud at lacrosse right and i was signing up actually signing up my daughter for lacrosse mm. and an old buddy from high school hey Crowman, when are you gonna get my son jordan when are you gonna get him to play lacrosse and it was like the day after i prayed about what am i gonna do mm. for my son who was like baseball is not his sport yeah i'm like would you coach him would you help him make – he was two years, I think, one or two years before high school. Would you mm. help him make – and he was like an old high school – are you kidding me? You get him to come out, I will make sure he gets on. And I went home. I'll never forget going home that day. And he was doing baseball to please me. His mm. older brother was doing it. And he goes, Dad, you lifted the biggest monkey off my back. Mm. And he ended up he, – he got all state. Oh, yeah, he got cool. all state high school across. But it was – why do I share that? It was I was struggling as a dad, and I use sports, but you don't have to use sports. But according to his bent, mm-hmm. like dear Lord, this is not how he's built to wait for a little ball to get thrown at him, and yeah. maybe a couple of times a, a game he gets a ground ball. I mean, mm-hmm. this is not him. Mm-hmm. He wants to be chasing something, and I translated that into the greater scheme of all my children because you can't parent them all the same way. Yeah, but you can pray about. God revealed to me how he is built. And you know what's important about that verse uh, in the translation that you shared is according to his Ben, you have to what? You have to know your kid to be able to to know to to raise him up like that. And so that uh, presupposes that you have a a deep uh, relationship with them in a a trusting uh, relationship that first that you know, but also that they would, because if you're going to train them up, they have to submit to being trained. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty cool. It plays together, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, you can bring the mom into this, too, because it, it this applies to daughters and everything. And then, you know, in our private conversations with me and mom, we're like, you know, something's not right. And she's giving me her input. And we're, we're together mm-hmm. um, parenting according to our children's bent. And we all know you can't parent every kid the same way. Yeah. You could use the same principles. Speak, but, speaking of that, um, what is maybe – I know we're going to be up on a break here soon – uh, but maybe when we come back, talk about the difference for you of how you raise your sons and how you raise your daughters and things that are different, things that are the same. Let's do it. Um, but, yeah, so stick around for that. We'll be back with more after the break. We'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia, listening at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. 
If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save it. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fire. We've all run to things we know just ain't right. And there's a better life. There's a better life. You got paid. He's a pain taker. That was Chainbreaker by Zach Williams. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, I am Taylor Johnson, and I have in the studio with me Bob Grumman, who is in for Doug McCary, who is the uh, usual captain of the ship. He will be back on Monday, so don't fret. Uh, he will be back soon. But we are talking about fatherhood today. Um, Bob hit me up before the show. It's like, hey, i got a great idea. Let's do Fatherhood Friday. Let's talk about fatherhood. So that's what we've been talking about. If you are just joining us and you missed any of that, you can go to SWATradio.com, www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com to listen, or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can download our SWAT app in the App Store, and you can also listen there. So that's what we've been talking about right before the break. I asked Bob uh, what, for him, uh, how he approached uh, differently he had uh, two sons and a daughter. How he approached them differently, raising a son versus raising a daughter, and kind of what he thought some of the differences were, what what are some of the similarities. So we're going to pick up right there and uh, hope pick he's got an answer right. We, yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. So um, it's been fun. Just you know, just a quick review. It's just having having those principles laid out as for me in my house and as a dad making that choice. Look, looking back, honoring your past, and and but however that plays out. 
Just make those choices today, good or bad. They're who you are. They're how you're built. And you make those choices going forward. I, I picked and chose what my dad did well and what my dad didn't do so well. And I know we've all got different situations. And then there were the son and brother dynamics. And we, we've all got different dynamics. But um, we've been talking a little about the sons. But we got to focus a little bit more on daughters because uh, my daughter was our third one. And, and uh, there, I don't think – I think my daughter was like the first – daughter in like a couple of generations so we're all oh, wow. like what are we gonna do with this one you know, <laughs> we, you know who, who do i who do i turn to you know and uh but um you know just loving up my daughter i remember her coming home from the hospital and i we had a tradition i would buy the coming home outfit mm-hmm. so i did that for the two boys and i got a girl and i'm in the store with my two boys we gotta pick out a you know picture for uh an outfit i couldn't pick one i i got I went back to the hospital with two dresses, like little. And my wife's like, "We have one daughter. Why do you have two dresses?" Like, I couldn't decide. I couldn't decide. So uh, my wife said, "She's got you from day one." So my daughter had me, had me, had me from day one, and uh, and so it's been a joy just raising a girl. And, and a couple of things I've learned recently, especially in today's times, is actually my son asked me this question, but I, it was so insightful. We're being parent. You look. Get along with this question. Everybody out there is like, Dad, he was a teenager. You and Mom, you just love me because God told you you have to. Mm. And I'm like, well, maybe that's where it started. <laughs> but, you know, we love you because we love you. You know, it's like, yeah. and understanding a parent's love. But I started to think about that, especially as my kids got into high school, about dating mm. and, and getting themselves into sexual you know, promiscuity and stuff. What are they really doing? Um, and even in great Christian homes and, and where they had these great homes, like mm-hmm. you're not immune. Nobody's immune out there. And I started thinking of that old song, you know, looking for love in all the wrong places that mm-hmm. a, a young adult breaking out of the nest and all that stuff, they're looking for someone to love them that doesn't have to love them. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. want to love them. Mm-hmm. They're choosing of their own free will. To love them or like them, whatever the phrase at the moment. Yeah. And someone coached me a little time that, especially with daughters, that, you know, honey, I love you, whatever. It doesn't carry as much weight as my daughter's name is Tori. Tori, I like you. Mm. What? No, no, no. I really like you. What do you mean you like me? Oh, I, I like your sense of humor. I like the way you carry on a conversation. I, it's just... I, I like being around you. I like, and the word like just flipped it. Mm-hmm. It just flipped it. And that one was powerful. And then understanding the emotion, someone once told me, you text with your sons, you use emojis with your daughters, okay? <laughs> <laughs> because there's so much more to the woman. And that's what makes them beautiful, right? Yeah. And that's what sometimes guys, we don't always understand it or connect it. But, you know, those two simple little things uh, really, well, maybe I shouldn't say that. I let my daughter say that. (laughs) I think, anyway, it really helped me connect and understand um, the teenage mind and and growing up to be a a young lady. And the truth of the matter is it's the same for guys. They're out there looking for, you know, but Mm -hmm. in different ways. Yeah. But um, looking for those that like them because they want to. Yeah. For who they are. And it's a big deal. It's yeah. a big deal when you're stepping out of that nest and you're trying to 
build your self-confidence and all that kind of stuff. So that, to me, that was pivotal uh, mm-hmm. to help them transition into ladyhood and so forth. But the other good thing, I think, as they get older, um, this really touched me. Brian Doyle, who I'm with, mm-hmm. you know, partnering with Iron Sharpens Iron, and Brian uh, founded the ministry. And only a few years ago, um, his wife suddenly passed away from cancer, just mm-hmm. tragically. And and Brian still had some young daughters at home. And he's like, I'm not the mom. I'm not my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are things about a lady that I don't get it. Yeah. I can't get it. I may never get it. Mm-hmm. But he intentionally sought other family members, aunts or, or aunts, <laughs> other people, ladies that would step into her life. So sometimes there's another flavor here. Um, and it's true for guys, too, that sometimes we need to be intentional about getting an otherwise lady or man into our kids' lives mm-hmm. that will be intentional. They'll reach out to them, they'll, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. and help them raise them up especially through those teenage years and even to college years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so those are a couple things about uh, ladies and stuff like that. And, and I just, I just have so much fun with my daughter Yeah, and you know, her being 26 now, she hasn't found that, that perfect man. But the other one quick thing is, is praying for your spouse mm. when they're young, especially with, you know, if we pray for, the family of a young boy that's 12 years old or eight years old or 10 years old and their family and that he's being raised up in a Christian home and start praying for them anonymously kind of thing. And the character and the expectations, you know, what's going to happen when they meet that guy in college or wherever they might be socializing <laughs> that will help them know you're not who I prayed for. Mm. You are not the one. Yeah. And so, I'm not saying it always works, and I'm not saying it did work for me, but I'll tell you, it works to just get it going. You know, Mm. start simple, simply start. But praying for your spouse when they're early, 10, 12, 13, and getting them in that mindset that they're a young, going to be an adult someday, that Mm -hmm. we're raising you up to be a young man, a young woman of God, and we're going to pray for another family doing the same thing that God has already ordained, and we're going to pray that when you come together, we're going to all know it. Mm, yeah. We are all going to know it. Mm-hmm. And and we will be very confident that, that this is what God has brought together for the next generation. So that was another big nugget that, like I said, can't guarantee these things work, but I'll tell you what, it's, <laughs> it's worth trying. Yeah. It's worth trying, yeah. but Well, that's cool. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously you got – a daughter and i've thought a lot about raising sons um Mm -hmm. you know before i was ever or my wife was ever pregnant and um so uh i got like a whole uh like a rite of passage type thing Mm -hmm. like ready to go and then uh you know find out oh i got gonna have a daughter and i'm like oh what how am i gonna you know do something similar for my daughter you know as i you know i got this whole program basically figured out for my son and and i think that a little bit it's a little bit more important to have a a structure like that for a son just because um it's difficult uh, for sons breaking away from the mom and finding identity and stuff like that just kind of in some of the research but um my i know my parents with um, my sisters my dad always took them out on dates starting when they were like uh you know five years old 
um, and really spent that time to let them know that mm-hmm. they're special. And uh, my aunt actually, after uh, my my daughter was born, she's like, you know, I just make sure you let her know that she's the apple of your eye, and and that you start mm-hmm. taking her taking her on dates when she's young, and uh, you know, when when you take her out, like show her how uh, how she's supposed to be treated by a guy and stuff like that. So, um, you know, for me, it's like, oh man, I, I got this daughter. I'm excited about being able just to watch her grow and pour into her life and um, just model what a man's supposed to be, obviously, but also just to love on her for who she is. And it's been really, it's been really fun uh, so far. I mean, she's only about a month old, you know, but it's it's, getting you going man, getting you going, getting the the listeners going, or even if you're older, like me sharing it with, with new dads, you know, there's some great, resources out there there's letters from a great book letters from dad mm. there's dating your daughters um there's just being so intentional using sticky notes you know that kind mm. of thing um yeah there's just some great stuff out there and just being so intentional with it is it, just so important starting early and i and i know we're not talking about teenage uh, teenage suicide stuff, but it's way up there yeah. And it's about, especially it's, for young ladies yes. and especially with the advent of social media, how much oh. that's gone up. And yeah, it's, so many ladies have never been told something simple. Mm. You're beautiful. Mm. You're beautiful. I've seen absolutely very beautiful young ladies have never been told that. I'm shocked. Mm. We can never say that enough to a young lady growing up. Uh, that's one thing I'd say, please. Yeah. Tell our young ladies, tell all our ladies, they're beautiful <laughs> and how gorgeous they are and you like them. Yeah, well, that is all the time we have. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on fatherhood. And, uh, Bob, we're glad that you came in. It was fun. Uh, glad to have you back in. But you've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual